Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. This is the weekly recap show for July 6th through July 10th. Before we get rolling here with our guest, I have three quick announcements that I would like to make. I would like to say thank you to the listening audience. I've been wanting to make this mention, but I keep forgetting it. A couple weeks ago, we hit 10,000 plays. So I want to say thank you for everybody that listened and has shared. Thank you for doing that. That's a huge accomplishment for us to have reached 10,000 plays. Also, I'd like to welcome Andrew Redman as the permanent co-host of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. We have officially removed that interim label off of him, and he is now the official co-host of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. He still is searching for a tagline like everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, has. And what had happened is the original co-host, Tyler Sogling, and I, we started a spinoff show. It's called Bucket Chatter, a baseball podcast. And what that is, it's just him and I just talking about baseball in general. It has no relation to the area. If you're a baseball fan, check it out. We recently did a quick 20-minute episode on the new extra innings rule of Major League Baseball. So let's get to the team records for the week, and then I'm going to introduce us introduce you to our new guest we have in here today. Heading into the week, heading into Substate, we have the Hempstead Mustangs at 11-1, currently ranked 5th and 4A, and they just earned the number one seed in the Substate bracket, and they're leading the Valley Division side of the conference. They might have a difficult road to state. They may be a travel team due to the lights issue and Petrakis looking like a Colorado forest after a forest fire. We have Wallert Catholic currently sitting at 6-2. and two. They just beat Senior and had a tie with them the other night. The Rams are 7-7 seven and seven with one tie. They are currently on a four-game losing streak. Don't message me and say they've only lost three games in a row. I count a tie as a loss. So they have not won in their last four games. And then we have... The Beckman Blazers, who are currently 8-12 and 12 on a two-game losing streak. The Cascade Cougars, who are 5-5, five five, second in the north standings in the River City Valley, which gets us to the Western Dubuque Bobcats. They currently 
are the number two seed in their bracket. They're sitting at five and five, and it gets us to our lead-in. We are joined by Coach Casey Bryant of the Western Dubuque Bobcats. Welcome back to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me. So, Coach, a little tidbit about the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. One of your episodes is our highest played episode at 804 plays, and that was your Western Dubuque All-Decade team. I didn't even know Epworth, Farley, and Piasta had a total of 800 people living there. Yeah, about half of them have watched it, I think. (laughs) All right. So how how does it feel to get back on the field? When are you guys scheduled to get back on the field? Have you been able to practice? When was your last practice? No, we've been in quarantine. um, And our – geez, I can't even remember when our last practice is. We have not done any team activities at all since we've been shut down on Wednesday. You know, our administration is taking this very seriously. Uh, and the safety of the players in our community is our top priority, and baseball is our next priority. And as a baseball coach, I respect that and, and agree with that decision. Uh, it, it is very difficult. It gives us a little adversity to overcome, but uh, we'll be fine. Now, I, I do, since I have you on here, do want you to clear up a rumor because there were some messages going around on social media, a lot of rumors circulating on social media, and I feel that it was a misleading headline that led to a lot of the comments, and the headline read, Western Dubuque baseball team pulls team off the field in the middle of a game due to COVID-19 concerns. Now, I read the article and I went and um, followed up with some people and commented some people on what the story had said. But I think a lot of people read that headline and assumed that you guys were playing guys that had taken a COVID test, but we're waiting for their results and the results came in the middle of the game and they were upset with the program that you guys may have exposed players, opposing players, coaches, umpires to that. So from your mouth, somebody who's lived it, experienced it, what what happened there with that to dispel all the rumors that are out there? Well, I won't get into details because of HIPAA, but basically what happened was um, we did not have any knowledge of any player that was being tested. Um, None of our varsity or JV players uh, were in the process of being tested. Um, What happened was one of our, our, our administration was doing some, some contact tracing uh, from some positive tests um, outside the baseball program and uh, realized that one of our sophomore players had close contact for more than 15 minutes with a positive uh, test result person. And that player also has a sibling on the varsity. And so as soon as they traced that to us, 10 minutes after it happened, they called us and pulled us off the field. None of our players were sick. None of our players had symptoms. None of our players were in the process of being tested. And um, still to this point, no one has been sick or had any symptoms at all. But to be safe, um, they wanted us to wait the 14-day period to make sure that uh, there's no spread of the virus. In the meantime, while we were, while we were down, uh, one of our players did test positive, um, and that player 
won't be able to join us um, for several days after we return. So um, fortunately, we were already in quarantine when that happened, and um, it, we should be able to stop the spread right where it's at in its track. And that's what I shared in, in my comments is that it was contract contact tracing due to somebody being around somebody who had a positive result come in. Now, how do they get a hold of you when the game's going on? Because I know that I always have my cell phone in my bag and it's turned off. Did they call your wife, Jenny? Congratulations on the anniversary, by the way. And she came storming into the dugout or how did that work out? <laughs> no, uh, the AD contacted the AD from Washington who was at the game. And, you know, we were in the middle of an inning, you know, guys on first and third up six to one with my best hitter up and uh, looking good. And all of a sudden their AD comes running out on the field and says, game's over, got to shut it down. And told me to call my principal right away. So, you know, I called the principal. We sent our guys out to right field, told them to stay away from each other and called our principal and found out what was going on. Sent most of the players home with their parents and, and headed home. And I will say that Tyler, the athletic director out there, and the Western Dubuque program and community have done a great job during this time. So you have not been able to practice yet, have you? No, no. When when you're quarantined, you're quarantined. That means you're you're not really going much of anywhere. Um, you're trying to stay away from people and then monitor to make sure you don't have any symptoms at all. Yeah, and I know you guys were in quarantine. When does that 14 days end for you guys? Tuesday morning, we're, we're back at it. Um, we play Tuesday night against Waller. We might uh, try to squeeze in a little practice in the morning on Tuesday just to kick a little rust off, and then we'll have that Waller game we're going to consider as a tune-up for, for Substate, and then a couple practices, and away we go to the tournament. And have you been staying in touch with players during this 14 days, or has it just been a 14-day hiatus for everybody? Uh, we did two Zooms, uh, Zoom meetings with our players just to talk to them about, you know, what they need to do to stay sharp and, and stay ready is, you know, from home. Um, and then we'll do a third one here to kind of talk about kicking the season back off. Now, Coach, I know you as you are an educator and you were my teacher back in seventh and eighth grade. And I worked under you for, I believe, five years you know, you are always a by-the-book type of guy when it comes to following the rules and, and doing all of that stuff and highly respected coach. Now, there are teams dropping left and right due to the coronavirus. The number one ranked team in 4A, Ankeny, just had a player test positive and their season got canceled. So any season right now, if a player or contact tracing leads it back to a player maybe being around somebody that had it, their season is ultimately over. What is your team going to do, and what advice might you have for other teams out there for the next couple weeks to try to stay away from this so they can continue playing into the postseason? Well, having three teenagers, I can tell you it's, it's very challenging to keep three teenagers at home all the time. Um, just by their nature, they're pretty social creatures and they need to be around other teenagers. Um, but we've told our players, you need to really shrink your circle of contacts of who you're around, um, as much as you possibly can. And, you know, once we get back, we'll, we'll stay together as much as we can, 
And even, you know, it might draw our team closer together as a team because they need to socialize with one another. They can't be, you know, running out to graduation parties or visiting 10 neighbors um, every night. Really, that's all you can do. Um, so much of it's outside our control. You hear so many differing stories about how it spreads. Um, you just take the, the best information you have. You know, if you're out in public, we tell our kids wear a mask. Um, just try your best to social distance and stay away from others and shrink the circle of, of regular contacts that you have. And, and, and then it's just uh, luck of the draw for the most part. Coach Bryant, you open up with Waterloo West on Friday. How do you like your chances against them? And how do you like your chances in the sub-state bracket due to all of your time off? Um, they're a solid team. Um, I do think we have a stronger pitcher. Um, but really, we're going to prepare for, you know, we're planning to win the, the sub-state, but I think there's also six other teams or five other teams in our sub-state planning the same thing. So, you know, we're our goal is to win sub-state, get back down to state, and make a run at this. So um, a lot of it depends upon us being able to overcome the adversity we've been dealt. Um, you know, we've had six regular starters banged up at different times throughout the year. Um, we're still missing our center fielder who broke his hand. Uh, Calvin is, is still um, working back from golfer's elbow, and that is sometimes can be a long, uh, long process. So um, right now we're planning on him DHing um, on Tuesday, and, and we'll see how his physical therapy goes. Coach Redman, anything to ask uh, Casey Bryant while I have a fun little game plan for you two guys, and then you and I play a little odds maker later? Yeah, I mean, I guess just in your opinion, what what's going to be the toughest challenge coming back for your team? I mean, do you think it's going to be the physical part, the mental part? I guess what's your take on that? You know, I, I think not having the regular at-bats can be tough um, because you just don't know whether you're going to come out swinging like crazy or if you're going to come out rusty. And, um, you know, you can take all the BP you want and, you know, you, we have a pitching machine that can throw breaking pitches and, and so on, and um, which helps. But um, I, I think just not having the regular at bats and, and not knowing offensively, you know, if you're going to produce or not. Yeah. All right, Coach Bryant. Before we kick you out of here, do you want to play a fun little game with us? Sure. All right. It's called 4A State Leaders. So what I did was I went to Varsity Bound and I pulled up 4A and I clicked on the State League Leader. So in the category of slugging percentage, Western Dubuque, Senior, or Hempstead, who do you think is in the top five? One player from the city. I'll go Andrew Henry. Coach Redman, who do you think? Oh, I might go Tom. Oh, no, Tommy Specs Waller. I'm, yeah. I'm throwing off here. Um, God, I'll go. I'll go Cole Smith, senior. It was Devin U. Daly from Hempstead. He ranks fifth, and his slugging percentage is seven seventy three. Hit by pitches. Which senior? Western Dubuque or Hempstead guy is in the top five in being drilled this year. 
Yeah, I'll go Ben Bryant. <laughs> Last year, maybe. <laughs> I'll go uh, Logan Rundy Hempstead. It was Ben Gorley from Senior. He's ranked fifth in the state. He's been drilled nine times. Sack flies. This senior player, Hempstead player, or Western Dubuque player is leading the state in sacrifice flies with four. Oh, that's a good one. I might go Andrew Henry from Hempstead on this one. Coach Bryant? Calvin Harris? Gavin Guns from senior leads the state in sacrifice flies with four. Two more. Who leads the state? There's two of them. See if you can come up with both. With the least amount of strikeouts in 4A. So in all their at-bats, they have not yet struck out this year. I would go Calvin Harris for sure. And one more, uh, Coach. Zach Sabres. Okay. Red? I'll go Cal, and then I'll go uh, – was it was it Guns from Senior that didn't strike? He hadn't struck out for a while. You got them both right. It's Gavin Guns and Calvin Harris from Senior and Western Dubuque. They have yet to strike out on the season. Last question before we get Coach Brian out of here: Who leads 4A in assist from Senior, Hempstead, or Western Dubuque? Who's played the most games? Senior? That's Let's ultimately see. what it comes down to, yeah. Yeah. Most assists. Coach Bryant, jump in at any time. I'd have to go the catcher from senior. Is it okay. Kennan? Or? Uh, there's Kennan. There's um, Hayful. And it's not catcher assist. It's not throwing guys out from behind the plate. Assist in general. It's got to be a first baseman. No, it can't be a first baseman. It's got to be a... Shortstop. I'd, I'd go Smith from senior, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Smith is a good call. I love how you guys are piecing it together. Cole Smith leads all of 4A in assist with 47 assists on the season. Coach Bryant, anything to add before we send you off here and we play... Odds makers with Redmond. No, I don't think so. Other than uh, keep up the good work, you, just, you guys are doing a great job of keeping the spotlight on baseball in a, in a tough year. These kids have faced a lot of adversity this year from from all the programs, and um, you know the baseball part of it is is great. They're going to learn a lot about competing, uh, but just how they handle themselves in life, it's it's definitely going to bode well for them in the future. Coach Brian, it's always great chatting with you. It's great having you on. Best of luck in Substate, and hopefully all games finish and not get called due to darkness. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> good luck, have, a good, have a good rest of your day, Coach. We'll see you. Thanks again. All right. Red, let's talk about the what stood out to you here. You go to any games this week? 
Yeah, we obviously saw you at the uh, the senior Waller game. Tell you what, the offense was ridiculous. I mean, they I don't know how many hits. I think the TH said there were 44 runs between the two teams. Um, so offensively, that really stuck out. I mean, those guys were swinging it. Smith, Tommy, Specht, um, Brosius. All those guys were good. I mean, and there's 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 guys that I list there that were good that probably had two to three hits a game. So that really stuck out to me. The bats are starting to, get, to fire up. Yeah, I went to uh, one Cedar Rapids Kennedy versus Waller game, and then I went to Senior versus Waller. I wanted to go to more games, but when it's ninety degrees out and my parents have a legit swimming pool, I'm I'm gonna go swimming. But. Um, you know, when I think of this season, I think of the mental side of the game. How do you prepare when you're not sure if you're even going to play coming up? I think this year's players have been more mentally tough and mentally prepared than players in the past. And then also, you know, having to distance yourself from people, not go to graduation parties. I know I've been invited to a couple and we are choosing not to go with my wife being high risk. Um, due to her pregnancy. I have to tell you, I had uh, some great encounters at the Waller and Senior game. Uh, We had a great four-way conversation going there, and four completely different views, retrospects, and backgrounds when it comes to baseball. And I'm talking, it was me and you, and holy cow, I never knew how ripped you were. Your muscles were practically (laughs) ripping through that Clark University shirt. But... I met Stephen Mahler for the first time. Ian Stad, he came up and introduced himself. He was a super nice guy. Uh, enjoyed talking baseball with him. And then we were joined by the legendary coach Tom Witchery. Talk about old school meets new school. And then you throw me and you in there. And I think we had probably a great two to two and a half hour conversation there before we uh, plug on what Ian's doing a little bit, and then we play odds makers. Any uh, Coach Witchery stories that uh, you'd like to share before we get into those? I'll be honest with you. I got a ton of them, but I would be doing a disservice if I if I really told any. I mean, you, you talk to Coach Rapp. He's unbelievable telling those stories. Even Coach, You remember Coach Deutsch, obviously. I he do. was great at telling those stories, too. Uh, but... Uh, Maybe in the future, if we have Coach Rap on again, we'll have to ask him to share a couple stories. We will. And he says he will do the the podcast every year talking about the uh, upcoming team. But he's one, he says he doesn't like to be seen or he doesn't like to be heard. This is really out of his comfort zone for him. But the one thing I do want to share about Coach Witchery is uh, the Miracle League field over at Vets by Wallert has finally finally kicked off and beautiful park, beautiful complex, giving kids with special needs in the area an opportunity to play baseball. And Coach Witchery put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources um, into getting that up and running. So congratulations to Tom Witchery, former Hempstead Mustang coach on the Miracle League. That uh, touches very close to me, having a 10-year-old daughter who does have the diagnosis of autism. So we are going to hit that park up soon. It was great to to talk baseball with Coach Witchery. Now, here's what's going on with Ian right now is it's pretty incredible. I would say that what him and his dad are going through with everything, probably less than 1% of the population will ever experience, will ever go through um, preparing for the draft. 
And um, Ian has some more events to come out, so we'll keep a tracker on Ian. He's got some uh, big tournaments and big events coming up here. On the high school big board, Ian is currently ranked at second. So he's the second ranked high school player. Um, and he comes in ranked as the number two catcher for the 2021 MLB draft. And that is including high school and college. I could be wrong, Red, but I believe Stephen told us that Ian was ranked 18th overall coming into the upcoming draft. But before I signed on, I looked at another list, and he's actually projected now as the 8th overall prospect in the upcoming draft, including high school and college players. Now, this is something that that I thought was pretty incredible. Um, I saw a video uh, floating around um, Twitter, and a lot of people sent me that video, and, and uh, I, w- I was amazed. It was uh, remarkable. But um, it was an interview with a scout, and the scout was talking about uh, the catcher of the decades. And he said that he watched Joe Maurer, who was the catcher of that decade, and then he saw Bryce Harper, was the catcher of the decade and the catcher of the next decade coming up is Ian Moeller. So that's a pretty impressive company. And when you think of Joe Maurer, when you think of Bryce Harper, I mean, those are some of the biggest names in baseball. And I think that's pretty incredible for a local talent, a debut kid, Ian Moeller getting mentioned with some of the greatest names in all of baseball. Red, anything to add about Ian before we get into odds maker? Just that I'm excited for him. He's got a lot lot coming up here um, to end this to end the summer and going into the fall. Um, but if he just keeps on pace, man, obviously just like you said, I mean he's he's put himself in a good position and like I'm just excited. He's just a good kid. He's part of a good family. So yeah, great story. To, great story to follow, and uh, thank you to Stephen because he actually said that you and I were more than welcome to come to a workout, uh, come see um, some of those um, scouting things that are going on. So I, I look forward to the opportunity to to go and and to see that. Now, Red, one thing with you and I is I don't share with you. What's going on in the weekly recaps? And I just throw things at you. Last week we played a league leader game in the Dubuque area that you were not prepared for. You're going to play odds makers today. We're going to break down the 4A and 3A brackets, and you are going to give the odds of the team that you feel will make it to state. So, for example, we're going to talk about Hempstead's bracket right now. Hempstead's bracket, and they may be forced to play all of their games on the road due to Petrakis looking like a forest fire on the infield and Hempstead not having lights. So Hempstead opens up. Tournament play starts Friday against the sixth seeded Davenport Central. They are 1-15 Hempstead is eleven and one. Who do you see taking that game? Oh, I got Hempstead. Okay, next the fourth and fifth seeded Bettendorf, 
I'm sorry, Cedar Rapids Prairie is the fifth seed. They are eight and five, and they play Clinton, who is the second seeded team. Bettendorf is the fourth seed. They are nine and seven, and Davenport West is the three seed, and they are nine and five. So they are paired with a lot of MAC teams. So I just broke down Hempstead's bracket for you. What percentage do you give the Hempstead Mustangs on winning that sub-state bracket and making it to the state tournament? What percentage do I give them? You know, anything can happen in baseball. It's hard to it's hard to really guess or make a prediction on it, but based on what I've seen, based on the guys they have, you know, I would say they have they have an Raw number, 90, 90%. I mean, that's very high. I mean, baseball, there's not a lot of 90%. Winning percentages, there's not a lot of, but I, I would give that to them. I, I really hope they make it. I hope they do as well, along with all of the teams in the area. I'm going to give them an 85% chance of making it to the state tournament. It is difficult going and playing on other fields. You might find that hot pitcher. You might have one of those games that we had back in 2014 at the state tournament against Southeast Polk where every single hard ball we hit was right at somebody or every single hard ball we hit, they made a diving play um, to stop a huge rally for us. So I'm giving them an 85%. That 15% goes to there could be a dominant pitcher uh, or also being a travel team during that. We are going to break down senior, and they were also paired with Western Dubuque. So here's a breakdown of that bracket. Sixth ranked Waterloo East at 1-15 and 15 versus First seed, Cedar Rapids Kennedy at 11 and 5. Fifth ranked, Waterloo West versus second ranked, WD. Both teams are 5 and 5. Senior, 7 and 8 is the four seed, and they play the third seed, Cedar Falls, who are 5 and 1, who are just completed quarantine and are ready to play. So, Let's talk about senior first. Senior's chance of winning that bracket and going to the state tournament. Well, you know, they're going to have to play some good games. Uh, You know, the one thing that they definitely have going is that offense, man. I mean, if they can score runs, if they can show up to the ballpark, score runs, play smart defense, do the little things right, Pitching is what it is at this point. You kind of know who you have. You know what they're going to do. If they can do that, I, I could see them having the chance. Um, but I'm going to put their odds at about, I'd say about 20%. I mean, it's they're going to they're going to have to seniors going to have to play some really good games. 20%. Holy cow! Send red or send red the hate on Twitter. Okay, senior people, not me here. Send that to red. Now, to, to win to win the bracket, we're saying, not the first game, right? The bracket. To win the bracket, you're giving them 20% yeah. to make the state tournament. So here's the thing with senior. We know senior can hit. And we know senior can come back. They came back on Waller many times in that 13-13 thriller that ended in a tie. I'm going to give them a 45% chance to make it to the state tournament because they've shown – that they can string together and win some baseball games. They've had 
I, I believe, a couple three-game winning streaks going into this year. I give them a 45% chance just based on their offense. Now, if they can play the three phases, adding in base running and defense and pitching, I think they got a 45% chance. Now, Western Dubuque, same bracket, same teams. I did not want to ask Coach Casey Bryant this on the podcast because I did not want to unveil his hand at all. But what do you think Western Dubuque's chances are of making it to the state tournament? Just one question, um, just to go back in the interview. Did he say Cal Harris was going to be throwing? Did he say he was coming back ready to pitch? I did not ask him that, and he did not tip it either way. And the reason why I did not want to ask him that is because um, I think that's the Joker's card they have up their sleeve. We know they have a one-two punch in Casey Perino, who's going to win you a ball game, and then they have that Joker's card in Cal Harris. And I don't know if he's been cleared to pitch, and I wanted to respect Casey's wishes. I never even asked Casey off the yeah. record if I could ask him. Um, I know if I was a head coach and I had Cal Harris – um, and he was questionable on whether or not he was able to pitch, or I knew that he was able to pitch, I would not unveil that information. I guess I thought he said I thought he had said in the interview that he was going to be throwing Tuesday, but anyway, uh, I almost want to give two percentages, but I won't because I think they're just a good team. I think that they're coached well. <clears throat> their, excuse me, <clears throat> their mentality is is pretty top notch. So I'm going to give them I'm going to give them 75% chance of winning. Wow, you gave Senior 20 and Western Dubuque who they split with Senior earlier in the year uh 20%. Yeah, if they have Cal pitch in that one two punch, um I'm I'm going to give them a 65% chance. Now I know what you're saying 40 and 65 is greater than 100, but I wasn't handing out percentages to every single team. I'm just breaking it down. Um, like that, I, I think the time off could hurt them. But we know we know they have some big bats in their lineup. We know it's difficult to pitch around Sawyer Nauman. We know it's difficult to pitch around Cal. Peyton Quigliano's having a great year with a batting average over 400, and we know they have Casey Perino, who's going to game and he's going to give you a solid effort on the mound. And we'll see if they have that Joker's card in Cal Harris there. We're well, gonna... One thing I want to add, too, is, I mean, these guys have been there before. I mean, there, there's something to be said about teams and players that have been to state tournament, and you've got the guys that have been there, so they know what the process is like. It's a different road because they've been quarantined, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, they have uh, looking for a three-peat in returning to state. Now, Waller does it a little bit differently in 3A. So they are booked – with Anamosa, four and seven, Center Point Urbana, eight and nine, Central DeWitt, fifteen and four, ranked number one in three A. Makokata, fourteen and seven, Marion, five and nine, Mount Vernon, ten and nine, West Delaware, nine and six. Waller opens up versus Marion, who's ten and nine. If they win that game, they play the winner of Mount Vernon or Makoka. The chances, Wallert makes it to the state tournament. 
I'll just say before the season started, going into the season, I said I thought there were going to be two teams in this area, depending on what sub-state brackets people were put in, that were going to make the tournament. I said Hempstead. I said Wallard. <clears throat> For Wallard, the secret's going to be pitching. It's going to be do the guys show up, throw strikes, keep guys off balance. Their offense is starting to come alive. Those young hitters are starting to come alive. Um, I am, I'm going to give Waller 75% chance as well. I think that if their pitching shows up, I don't think they're going to be able to, to lose. And Tish, Tish, I mean, he's been to state tournament how many times? I mean, you just have, you have the right guys in place. I'm going to give Waller a 70% chance to make it to the state tournament. Charlie Yeager is lights out. He's the Dubuque equivalent of Nolan Ryan right now on the mound. He's just mowing through people left and right. Landon Stoll has provided some sharp innings and some great outings for them. I know they were looking for a little something from Landon. They're getting a lot from Landon. Um, and then we do know they do have Savory, but they need to piece together that. I think it's probably going to come down to them and Central DeWitt. But Wallert just flat out rakes. I mean, Jake Brogius and Tommy Specht, huge weeks. It seems like Bennett Cutsworth, whenever they need a big hit, he comes through. He had a grand slam the uh, other night as well. And Wallert, I, I, I don't I can't recall their shortstop's name off the top of my head, but wow, that kid can make some plays. He doesn't have the strongest arm out of other shortstops that I've seen, but he gets the balls that not a lot of shortstops I've seen get to baseballs. Anything to add about Wallert before we get to the dudes of the week? Nothing, just, uh, you know, to Wallert, senior Hempstead WD, just good luck this this coming week, and hopefully, hopefully three out of the four can make it. Yeah, I I wish everybody the best of luck. It's it's been a lot of fun watching the different teams. I know when I coached at Wallert and Hempstead and Western Dubuque, I would only ever go watch the varsity games of the teams that I the programs that I coached with. Um, unless I was asked to go scout a team, then I I would go um, visit them as well. But I wish teams the best of luck. It's been great meeting a lot of people and talking to a lot of people. I have been socially distancing, and I don't want people to feel I've been antisocial. But with my wife being high risk and and being pregnant, we've been taking all precautions here. Coach, did you have a chance to listen to Rachel Balkovic, the first female hired on the hitting aspect of baseball by the New York Yankees. Yeah, I can tell you what, to all the listeners that are tuned in today, that that's probably, that, that might be my favorite one. I mean, it, just listening to her story, talking about the adversity she had to go through, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil any surprises, but I tell you what, just listening to her, uh, her story is just unbelievable. I mean, I recommend that to any baseball fan, any, you know, any young women, um, that want to take a listen. I mean, it, it's just, it was a good one, man. I, I really appreciate you getting hooked up with her and, and putting something like that out on the Buc Area Baseball Podcast. Yeah, she is unbelievable. And even if you 
forego the story of her being the first woman ever hired by a professional organization as a hitting coach. Just listen to what she says about hitting and what she says about practice. And, you know, she says, make practice hard, face good pitching, face the machine throwing huge breaking balls or, you know, 90 mile an hour fastballs. Those are the only ways you're going to get better. So, Tune into that episode if you haven't. Great story and also great advice on how to become a better hitter, better player, and also the mental aspect of the game. Coach Redman, you sound so much better when you're not outside and we have birds in the background chirping all the time. I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. Do you have a dude of the week that you would like to mention? I'm going to give mine to Cole Smith, a senior. Uh, stat line, 10 for 14, four, four RBIs on the week, seven runs, two doubles against Waller at the game we were at. He was six for seven. I mean, you couldn't get the guy out. Uh, and, you know, he's had a really good year. I don't know what his, uh, his stat line on the year is, but kid's having a hell of a year. He's a great kid. Um, but that's who I've got to go with. Good choice. You know, there were three guys this week that had huge weeks. Um, Jake Brogius for Waller was one. Uh, Tommy Speck from Wallert was one. Cole Smith was one as well. And I'm going to go with Tommy Speck. Um, people know me. I'm an A's fan. I, I love the long ball. And Tommy the other night hit one. That was a shot. He almost hit two. It literally hit the top of the fence in the air and then bounced back in. And I believe his mom was in front of us videoing all of his at-bats. So, Tommy, if you listen to those, that's me in the background giving some commentary. And you might even have uh, Coach Redman giving some commentary as well. But Tommy Speck on the week is my dude of the week. And he was 12 for 22. He had 13 RBIs, scored nine runs, three doubles, one home run, and that night against Senior in Game 1, he was a triple shy of the cycle. Coach Redman, anything to add before we hit into that inning-ending podcast double play? Uh, you know, just for, the, just for the players this week getting ready for substate, just enjoy it. Uh, you guys have worked hard. You've, you've gone through a lot of adversity. It's nobody in the history of baseball. Nobody's gone through something like this. Teams that have had to quarantine, um, teams with seasons canceled. So, regardless of the outcome, I hope you guys all win, and I, you know that's your goal. Regardless of outcome, though, um, be proud of how you've, you know, all of you guys have handled the situation, um, and just enjoy it, guys. It's been great watching you play. It's been great reading about you in the TH. It's been great watching you guys grow. We cannot wait to see what the future holds for you, not only in the upcoming weeks, but also in the rest of your career. Hopefully, we'll be doing a state tournament recap um, coming up here, a state tournament preview. I'm looking forward to it. 643, we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. 
Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.